minutes right now. Dante Coolis of Rutgers Men's Lacrosse joins the program as the Scala Knights get set for their final four matchup this weekend against Cornell. Rutgers coming off a historic win versus Penn this past Saturday on Long Island, 11-9 in the NCAA quarterfinals. Dante, the freshman from Canada, got the game-winning goal against Penn this past Saturday. With Dante, we talked about the matchup upcoming, his freshman year, that historic goal, this weekend's past win, and what's at Uh, pretty surreal. Uh, the, NCAA. the prior week that we just had. And Historic goal. This weekend's past win. And what's at stake the rest of the way as the Skull Knights get set to compete in their first Final Four in program history. Here's my conversation with Dante all here now on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Dante, how are you, sir? Thanks so much for coming on. No problem. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, just excited uh, for the week to come and uh, the prior week that we just had. And Excited they get to the Final Four. Absolutely. And again, that game you just played on Saturday versus Penn, it was historic. You were, it was a back-and-forth game. You were down 8-6 to six at one point. You scored five unanswered. You scored the game-winning goal to make it 9-8. to eight. You won 11-9 to nine altogether. Recap that whole game for me. What was it like to beat Penn, to be in that moment, and to make your way to the Final Four? Yeah, for sure. Um, as it is my, my first year here, um, getting this far is unbelievable. Uh, for myself and for the team and for the program, it's uh, we definitely made history. Um, I don't know. I felt the atmosphere was unreal at the game, and being able to get in and do it, do what I did, was uh, pretty spectacular. And yeah, all my nerves were were pretty high that game. And when I got my chance to go in, I said uh, I had to make the most of it. So, yeah. Walk me through that moment where, again, you know, you played not at all. You came in for your first shift in that game to score the go-ahead goal like it was. How did Coach Breck give you that opportunity? Walk me through the moment where he told you, Dante, you're going in. Go make a play. Let's see what you can do. What was that moment like for you? Yeah, um, the whole game, I don't know. I was kind of anxious, like maybe I'll get in. Um, and then it came down to the last six minutes of the game and I heard Coach Saramet prior uh he told me he's like um just be ready for your name to be called any moment and yeah six minutes left i think it was uh coach saramet our offensive coordinator said dante like get ready like you're going in and i felt like all right like here's my chance like let's try to make something happen and i don't know i got in and within 30 seconds we got a fast break cole came down um looked like he was going to shoot it and then peeked over and saw me and he he threw the ball and the guy, one, one of their defenders was covering Ross down at the back pipe. And I just said, I have to take the shot. And yeah, I, just, I get, went in. So I was pretty happy. For sure, indeed. I mean, I mean, again, a very incredible, you know, moment for you. You're a freshman, your first year on the banks. You blew off the doors in your uh, first game against St. John. That was back in February. You had four goals in that game. In a rat win, you won Big Ten Freshman of the Week. So from that beginning to where you've been now, altogether, again, you know, freshman reserve, things like that. But you have eight goals on the year, and your most recent, the eighth one, has been probably the most important of your career, of your life possibly, and maybe of the entire season so far. So walk me through your your entire freshman year. What's it been like for you on the banks? And how you started with with the, with the four-goal four performance versus St. John's Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Fast forward three months later, you scored this big goal to put Rutgers into the Final Four. Yeah. Um, going to come into the banks is unreal. Um, coming as my freshman year and being able to get in on my first 
first game against St. John's was uh, pretty surreal. Um, I couldn't really do it without our offensive group. They uh, they helped me out a ton, and uh, especially that first game, getting four goals. Uh, I didn't expect to get a goal, but four was pretty uh, pretty special for uh, me and my family. Um, yeah, and then moving out, like moving uh, through the year, I got a concussion on the like on Hofstra on their field. Um, on the like on Hofstra on their field. Um, so I was out for two weeks. And then um, after that, I had uh, abdominal uh, things going on. So I was in the hospital for that twice. So I missed, I think I missed a couple of games for that. Um, so I was out altogether for, well, I didn't play for like seven games. And then uh, I got back in against Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got an assist in that game. And then when I got in that pen, um, I scored. So, I mean, that was pretty, pretty special and coming off of what I've been through and it's been kind of a tough year, but um, I mean, they get my chances and the coaching staff kind of believes in me and uh, all of our offensive guys uh, help me out and they believe in me. So they get me to the right spot at the right time. Honestly, I didn't realize all of that description until you just told me right now about being in the hospital, having those injuries, things like that. And then you come back versus Harvard, you get the assist. Of course, you played Penn, like I mentioned, and you had that incredible goal. I mean, what is it for you to go through that? How is it, you know, overcoming that, going through that time? And then all of a sudden, you know, you ride out the sunset right there with that big goal in your freshman year. The season's not over, obviously, but for you, that's a big moment, again, in your very young career so far. How does all that add up together to your on-the-bank experience? And how can that continue this weekend, let's say you get playing time in the Final Four? Yeah, um, I feel like all the guys and the coaching staff and all the resources that we have here at Rutgers, um, they helped me out a ton uh, getting through those injuries and um, getting back to playing and um, being able to get onto the field against Harvard and Penn. Um, that goal was probably the biggest goal of my career so far. And hopefully it's not the last big goal that I get to uh, score, but for now it definitely is. So that kind of, Gave me a, a nice seal on the year, but we're not done yet. And uh, moving into this weekend, I hope I get playing time. And hopefully I can do what I do and help the team out a bit. Oh, definitely indeed. How much time can we expect from you? Do you know how much time you can get this weekend in Connecticut? What What are your personal expectations altogether for your personal game this weekend? Uh, hopefully I do get playing time. That's what I uh, cross my fingers for. Um but we do have a solid starting lineup with uh, Mitch, Bcam, and uh, Ross Scott. So uh, hopefully I get in a little bit. If I do, I'm going to try to make the most of it. Um, but I'm just there for the team. We're going to hype everyone up and make sure the emotions don't get too low. Definitely indeed. Again, you're a freshman. You've dealt with so many you know, older players, guys like you mentioned, Mitch Bartolo, Brian Cameron, Ross Scott. Rodan Jacoby, Shane Knobloch, also those, you know, in that mix. Those five guys have been the main offensive contributors this season. Each one has over 30 goals on the campaign. Take me through their influence in you. Have they impacted you? How exactly have they done that if they have so? Yeah, um, they all have impacted me in uh, in different ways. Uh, in practice, we'll bounce ideas off each other, and I kind of get to pick their brains at what they're seeing and what they're doing. Um 
especially like Ross, um, amazing player, one of the best guys in NCAA Ross right now. Absolutely. Uh, we bounce ideas off each other all the time. And when we get in with each other at practice, he always just gives me ideas like, oh, hey, you can do this, you can do that. And I, I kind of give him some ideas like, oh, I'm going to be open here. I'll probably be open there kind of thing. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But their, uh, their impact on me definitely has improved my game. No, for sure, indeed. And altogether, with that impact, with that influence, how does that build you up now, but also for your many years to come here at Rutgers? Uh, I feel like it made me a, a better player. Um, I have been playing with guys that have uh, been like the NLL and in college back at home. Um, so I've definitely had an older uh, group of guys help me out uh, my upbringing, but the guys here show me the culture and they show me how things are run. Um, and they kind of build me up to who I am right now for this year and into this culture. Um, and I hopefully get a, give that and pass it on to the guys that are going to come in. No, for sure. Indeed. And again, home is not just around the corner. It's not New Jersey. It's not New York. It's nowhere in the U S it's up North all the way in Canada, in Ontario to be exact. So talk to me about overall, you know, coming from Canada to the U.S., your overall Canadian influence. How did you find lacrosse in Canada and come to the U.S. the way you did now? Just give me an overall background of your story and how you did that, where in Canada, hockey is the name of the game up there, you know, up in the, uh, up in the cold north. So talk to me about overall, you know, coming from Canada to the U.S. and how lacrosse led you to where you're at. Yeah, um, I started playing lacrosse when I organized lacrosse when I was three. Um, I picked up lacrosse stick when I was two. It was actually my neighbors. Uh, he was out playing with his buddies and they went in for lunch and my young self walked out there and grabbed one of their sticks and put a ball in it and threw it at the net. And I know I fell in love at that moment. Um, and then I was playing hockey at the time. I was played, played hockey, lacrosse, soccer, uh, anything I could really do to be athletic, I was trying to do. and. Um, when I was about eight or nine, uh, right before like AAA hockey uh, tryout, so like the top tier at that time, uh, it was the day of the tryouts, and my dad was like, "All right, pack your bag, let's go." And I just looked down and I said, "I'm not, I'm not going. I'm playing lacrosse." And so then that moment on, I was playing lacrosse 12 months out of the year, and um, I don't know, I enjoyed every moment of it. I was always watching YouTube videos and watching college highlights and. That was my dream. I told my dad when I was getting into high school and before that, probably that like I'll I'll get there one day and you don't have to worry about me like getting into a college. Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna be athletic and try to get my well get my grades up because they weren't the best going into high school. So um he's like, All right, like your dream is your dream, we'll get you there. So um I was prior uh Previously committed to Syracuse, decommitted, and then Coach Breck is an unbelievable uh, recruiter. So I gave him, I gave him a stab at it, and fell in love with the Banks, and I'm here today. So it's pretty far from home, but uh, I don't know. I like it, and my parents get out to some games, so it's pretty nice. I don't know. That was Alex's interview with Dante Coolis. Alex, thanks a lot for doing that, and. Uh, you know, working working your magic with uh, these interviews, man. You're, you do a great job. Hey, man, it's all God's gift. That, that's what it is. I try to do what I can. What you hear is what you get, and I just do what I do. That's really it. You know, I just uh, 
I'm blessed for that conversation, blessed for all I have. And, uh, you know, I just put it to work, and uh, there you go. Yeah, great, great job, Alex. I mean, like Jack said, you're great at getting these interviews. I feel like every time I look at the, uh, the WRSU staff chat, it's just, you know, Alex did another interview. But uh, I think we're going to take another break here and uh, talk some more... Uh You know that music. It means it's one of my favorite segments of the show. It's Can We Just Talk here on WRC The Crew. It's very cloudy Tuesday evening here. It's been like really, really really hot. And then it was like really, really nice yesterday. And then today it's kind of just meh, but it's still warm. (laughs) But um, it's still in the 60s. And I'll take 60s over 90s. Yeah. uh, Alex, how, Alex, how's it been out in Long Island? Oh, my goodness. I tell you, it's hot. It's sunny out. I tell you, this past Saturday, you know, I was in a suit and a tie and didn't, you know, tr- try to dress up nice for, for that big game. I tell you, I was sweating my butt off. I mean, it was not, it was 90 degrees out here uh, on Long Island this past Saturday. It's been hot the whole week. But on uh, Friday and Saturday this week, they're saying it's going to rain. So it might cool down a little. We'll see how it plays out. But, I mean, it's been hot. It's been muggy. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's been a sauna half the time. But, you know, it is what it is. Thank goodness it's summer. I love the summer. It's my favorite time of the year, except when I'm sweating like a pig outside. But besides that, I love the summer. And uh, now it's great. And, uh, yeah. You're not going to get any summer slander from me either. So uh, I would say I'm going to give some summer slander because I know. Because here's the thing. I oh, think come we, on. No, just, just, just hear me out, big guy. There's big guy. always one. Because when we're kids, right, we're, I, th- I think we're indoctrinated into thinking, oh, summer's the best. You got all this time up from school. Like, outside of baseball, uh, what else? I mean, the summer, for me at least, I mean, it's, it's boring. All my friends are either gone, they're working. You never see your friends anymore because they're, they're working or you're work. It's just the worst. I don't know. John I don't know, Hartnett, John. the greatest summer hater of all time. <laughs> John, I, John, have I you heard, heard of John, something called really a like vacation pools. before? Have you heard of something called going on a plane and taking a vacation? Yeah, or I paying to go away for a weekend. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, I take my vacations usually during the fall just because I think it's more really? comfortable. Yeah. Where? I mean, where? Wow. Where it's cold, huh, John? It, in the uh, in the freezing snow with nor'easters and blizzards and all that. Is that what you call a vacation? I, well, I actually went to Boston last fall for uh, four days. Oh, yep. Yeah, okay, there you go. That's <laughs> and it was comfortable though. I went like in mid-October. Uh, caught two Red Sox games right before the um. It was like you know right hot, before they lost. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. So your idea of a vacation. Is freezing your butt off in Fenway? That's beautiful, yeah. I, I just, I just for the for the listeners, John is currently sitting here in a Rangers jersey and a Met hat. Hell yeah! Talking about how much he loves Fenway in it's a cathedral. In Don't September. get me going. Even though our boy Alex Carm thinks Bush Stadium three of, is the best building in baseball. One of my favorite moments from John is they walked into a WRSU sports <laughs> meeting. He had a Mets jersey on, a Mets hat, <laughs> and like Mets shorts on. I'm like, John, you a Mets fan? I can't tell. 
Oh, yeah, I, when, when when John brutal. came in, when John you walked in with that the stuff like that, oh, oh my goodness, oh please, give me a break. John, when you came into the studio tonight, you remember what I asked you? Yeah. I looked you dead in the eye. I said, "Do you own anything that doesn't say Mets or Rangers on it?" I do own two Red Sox jerseys. I do want the public to Ooh. be uh, informed. I also have a Capitals jersey. I the Mets Sox alliance is definitely a thing. Okay, like a so 100%. basically, we're united by hating Yankee fans. A thousand percent. I don't necessarily hate the Yankees. I just can't stand Yankee fans. Yeah, my dad used to say that rooting for or the Yankees was like rooting for the evil empire. Just, 100%. Yes. You know. The Yankees are the galactic empire. That's what they are. So, Alex, the, I mean, not a lot uh, of times uh, when you come on the crew oh, and you get brutal. Yankee slander. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised uh, if DA was here tonight, he would not be having it. Oh, DA. Well, unfortunately, DA no. couldn't be with us tonight, but I, I don't think he would take this lying down. No, no way. Uh, John. Yeah. John, Alex. I mean... I mean, look, call me crazy for whatever you want okay, to say. Okay, you're crazy. That, I mean, quite. The point is, is that, you know, you, like, okay, so do, do you think the winter or freezing cold or a snowstorm is better than being in 90 degrees? No, hold on. Don't get, I never said that. I mean, I said <laughs> the summer I season. Am, do you? I think we're, we're, yeah, I mean, I said, I mean, obviously, who doesn't like the nice weather? <clears throat> I don't like the beach, but I can appreciate those who do like the beach and stuff. Um, I do like okay. having time off of school, but for me personally, like, I don't like the summer necessarily as like the season because I guess it's like a social thing. Cause like either all my friends are either away. My family is nuts. Uh, I'm working a lot. Like, I don't really, it's like, for me, it's the low point okay. of the year. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'll you know say what, John? You know what, John? We'll do this. If you're bored or you can't do anything during the summer at whatever time, you give me a call. I'll take care of you. One hundred percent. We'll go to a we... uh, we'll go to a Mets cards game. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We'll do that. We'll do John. John, trust me. The summer's much better than the winter or the fall no. than any of that. I, I will say this. That then freeze your butt off in December. Come on, for, for <laughs> vacation, quote unquote. I'll say this. Oh, I enjoy the weather in in May when it's you know high sixties, low seventies. But this weekend was brutal, and on Sunday when it was 90 degrees, mm. I was uh, I was on a 12-hour ambulance shift actually, and oh, the beginning oh of the day wasn't so bad. We had an outdoor award ceremony, which was wonderful. But then in the afternoon, we ran I think it was five straight calls, and by the end of it, my entire crew and I we were just dead just because it was right. so hot. Like I can oh, handle oh, man. you know four calls in five hours, whatever we had. I've done that before, mm -hmm. but it was just the heat. That was killing us. Sure, sure. I had a, I think it was like 95 on Saturday, right? Something like that, yeah. I work in a pool factory. <clears throat> I, I mentioned, the, yeah, don't build pool, don't buy pools because <laughs> yeah, I, there was some pool, there was some serious pool slander in the break. Yeah, I, if you buy a pool, <laughs> I'm gonna hunt you down and and not send you screws for your pool, so you fall, so you, yeah. So for the record, oh, these God. are John's personal views on uh, on pools, then do not reflect like the views of uh, WRSU Sports or the WRSU crew. WRSU Sports is. A big proponent of pools. John, I don't. They, WC respects pools. John, I don't know. He's he's just got he's got John's off the greatest top. pool hater of all time. John's, John's just John's just top. hating on everything tonight. I love pools. I hate building pools. It was like, but I will say it was very comfortable on Saturday because usually last year at least if it's if it's like ninety nine outside it'll be minimum. I'm saying minimum one hundred and ten inside in the factory. I worked, in, I worked in Edison. Uh, but oh, on geez, Saturday, please. it was great. We had all the doors open. It was like 65 degrees inside. And when I, I took my lunch break outside, I was like, oh, nice out. I walk outside, 
there's all the heat. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And my boss bought him boom boom chicken. That's we busting. You walk back inside. You go, air conditioning. Yeah, it was it was it was really com- I was shocked. It was really comfortable. Look, look. I mean, not ninety degrees. Maybe I can deal with it. Ninety five. All right, we're getting a little there. Anything over a hundred or in triple digits? No, I'm yeah, tapping nonsense. out. Like th- oh, that, yeah. I can't do. But. But like ninety degrees, I'm fine with that. I don't care. I'll I'll be just fine with that. Eighty five, I can take it. Eighty, I can take it. If anything under fifty for me is a problem, I can't stand the cold. I'm Carm, you live in the, the wrong part of the country. If you yeah, if fine. under fifty degrees is bad for you, I know, I know. I should be in Texas by now. I know. But the point is, is that I mean, like like for me, like the cold is. I've always hated the cold. I've always hated the snow. Like, it's always a pain to deal with, especially on Long Island. I mean, mm. you think driving is bad to begin with on Long Island? How about driving in the snow? That's no picnic either. <laughs> Got to put that on my bucket list. Driving in the snow on Long Island. <laughs> you can ask Brett Hahn about uh, his love for driving on Long Island. He's a big fan of it. I, I think I'll I, have to ask Brett. I've driven him. on Long Island one time. Driving out to my grandparents' old house, and it was uh, it was the summer, but I don't know. It seemed to me like I don't know. I mean, maybe the snow is different, but uh... no, man. I mean, it it could be the snow, it could be the summer, it could be a monsoon, it could be beautiful. <laughs> Driving on Long Island is the worst. It's brutal. There's traffic. There's people who can't drive. There's people who get yeah. They're called New Yorkers. Brutal, huh? Uh, you said people who who can't drive, they're called New Yorkers. Anyone with a New York license plate on their car, they can't oh, drive. Oh, those New York those and PA. Are the oh my goodness. Miles an hour in the left lane. I'm sure Jake uh, Jakinson can uh, uh, back me up. I, I gave him a ride on last Friday. I'm bad. I'm a bad driver, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm aggressively bad. Like I'll cut you off and curse you out. I'll, yeah, I'll cut you off and I'll Aren't curse you, you out. Lovely. But then, like, I'll be out of your way. Like, I won't be in your. I won't be your problem anymore. Oh, I'm. You know, get in the left lane John and cursing zip. out someone on the road. Oh, I lose my. You know what? On College Avenue, coming here, like during the year, I'm like, if. The... Oh, driving John, on College you seem Avenue like is the so worst. mild mannered. You like cursing off someone like you I'm... get you get me behind a wheel you get me behind somebody who, who is going like two ticks below the speed limit i you, you will see a, a john losing their mind if you see a guy in a med hat losing his mind it's probably me <laughs> in a car med hat I, long hair that's why he tastes <laughs> cold, if i see uh, someone in a med hat i'll know it's you know what surprised I mean, me oh is my uh in the, in the closing weeks of the spring semester, the Phillies fans came out of the woodwork. Really? There I, were, I, there were, I noticed a lot I of Phillies hats. I didn't notice that. I'm not sure. I, I, at least on the uh, the Cook Dog campus. Oh, I actively avoid going to Cook Dog. <laughs> I, I, who, I live, I live in the uh, avoid Cook Dog. Well, who doesn't? We could, we could start we could do we could walk into our third slandering contest of the entire can we just talk segment we started with summer then it was pools it was about to be it was about to be cook douglas but i'm gonna stop it right there yeah, i don't want to get too negative so yeah we we no no we didn't, we can, by the way we, we can intend, hate on the weather we can hate on pools but we cannot hate on our beautiful alma mater here 100 by the way we we That's intended fair. to like do like some sort of sports talk after the can we just talk segment <laughs> But I said one word about how it's a little gloomy outside, and 
<laughs> then we started slandering pools. So it's like well, it's, Jack, I do want to apologize because like I I do have a superpower. Uh, it's the ability to have any conversation just go off the rails. Like we'll talk about like baseball. I'm like, oh yeah, and that's why uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated by the mob. Yeah, Wait, just, what? Yeah, uh, exactly. Jack, Jack, uh, Jack, John. With all due respect, I think I take that by the cake. I can talk about anything. I can mention uh, La Clown James, and we can have a whole field day about <laughs> like that. You know, you know. Oh, I'll man. be honest with you. I think I take that title. But I mean, Jack, in general. When you when you have me and John Hartnett going here left and right at times, expect that. I'm just saying that right now. Lesson I mean, learned. again, John, oh, John, John, nothing personal. You're, no, I got you're, it. You're back, John. I, I I like you very much, John. But uh, you know, th- there are some things like again, take taking a cold vacation in, in December when 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 you don't have to do that, you, you can do it in July and have a good time actually. Uh you know, you can actually save the pain. Uh you know oh, that's something that I disagree with you, but I still think you're a class act. No, you're still Alex, you're one hundred percent still a certified cool guy. But well, uh, I I didn't have I'll say this. I didn't have pool slander on my <laughs> WRSU Jeopardy board or something. Uh, no, no. Well to reel it in a bit um, summer might be the worst season of the entire year, but spring can't be because summer's already the worst season. But um, <laughs> what a low bar! To we clear. have some we have some uh, playoffs going on right now right, in right, two right. sports, two leagues that um, we both f- or people on this show follow pretty intently. John, you follow yeah. the NHL pretty intently. Mm-hmm. I follow the NBA pretty intently. Let's start this off with the NHL. What are we seeing in the NHL playoffs? Give us, give us quite a, a bit of an update on how those are going. I know that they're a bit of behind, or they are a bit behind the NBA right now because of the Winter <laughs> Olympics break that they had mm-hmm. uh, backing things up. But, yeah, I heard the Rangers have been doing good. We've had some really good Game 7s. Um, yeah, it's just uh, what are we what are we seeing so far? John, that? before you get into that, I just want to point out that I can see John's screen right now from where I'm sitting, and John is actively watching the Ranger game right oh, now. Oh, a thousand percent. I'm, I'm, I'm just John's got like a right spreadsheet now? of like everything. I, going I on actually do have right three now. spreadsheets on my Google Drive of all three sports Jeez. I follow: it's baseball, hockey, football, and it's all and then, schedules and statistics. And then the last one is pool slander. It's <laughs> <laughs> that is oh, oh, that God. is starred in John Hartnett's Google Drive, ladies and gentlemen. John, John, you spreadsheets of three of the worst franchises in sports history is that what you're telling me no it's just oh my goodness come on all right so the hockey playoffs tell me because i know nothing so uh just the just the recap um half the team gets into the playoffs uh colorado swept the preds in the first round four zip uh the blues advanced past the wild and six calgary won game seven against dallas edmonton won game seven against the kings uh florida beat the capitals four games to two the Lightning advanced against the Maple Leafs, who choked yet again. Uh, they're frauds. They're I I can't. That's a whole different segment about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, oh you got the Hur- Carolina Hurricanes, who uh, beat the Bruins in seven. That was kind of a a crazy series, just because it's, it's, it looked like Hurric- uh, the Canes series to lose, and the, uh, the Bruins showed life, and you know Carolina prevailed. And then my New York Rangers demolished. Uh, they barely survived the Pittsburgh Penguins in seven my roommate is a big penguins fan that was a fun series to watch uh in more recent news the tampa bay lightning advanced against florida for in, in a sweep in four games they're si- they're very quietly going for a three-peat the last team to win three cups in a row were the new york islanders in the 80s that was the dynasty 81 80 to 84 
and the record is obviously the Montreal Canadiens. They have five in a row in the 50s. But Tampa Bay just looks unstoppable. They have won their 10th consecutive playoff series dating back to their uh, their win against – I forget who they, who they beat, but they – Columbus in the first round. That's right. It was Columbus. In 2020. Uh, which is insane. I think if the Rangers so, – so, yeah, we have – I don't really follow the West Coast stuff as much as the Eastern stuff, but the Lightning are just unstoppable. They have Vasilevsky, who's one, who's one of the greatest playoff goalies, I think, ever. He's just insane. He's – I saw a graphic last week. He stopped, like – he's allowed three goals in his last, like, I think 150 shots. I mean, this guy's a brick wall. And the Rangers are starting to show life the first few games in the series. I'm, I'm not going to discuss the Lightning-Panthers series because it's – the Lightning just dismantled them. Uh, the Rangers-Hurricane se- series. The Rangers started out pretty well in the first few games. Um, and they just kind of... The Hurricanes stole a game. The, Hur- the, the Rangers thought they won game one before it was over. They uh, they tied it up late in the third period. They just And they scored quick in overtime. And then game two, it just wasn't even close. The Rangers weren't even there. I don't think they were on the ice. And they won game three in the garden. And I, Let me just check the score now. And here in game three, the Rangers are up one zip in the first with five to go. In, in game, game four? four? Yeah, excuse me. Yes, game Oh, four. wow. So, uh, yeah, you had five game sevens in the first round. Hockey playoffs are, even, are you know, are always insane. But as of my, my Stanley Cup prediction is no longer it's out of the window. I predicted Calgary and Florida in the Cup, but now with Florida out, I would expect Calgary and Tampa Bay in the Cup Finals. Such a rundown of hockey. Love to hear it. Um, I know when Toronto went down, we don't have to go too into Toronto, but I remember the conversation being, well, the NHL is probably not jumping for joy because Tampa Bay's market in hockey is not Toronto. I think you could probably second that, John, but I found <laughs> that pretty funny. That's like um, that's like the Warriors going down to like the Orlando Magic in the NBA Finals or something like that. It's... Um, or the Knicks, per se. Yeah. The Knicks going down to the Magic. Um, yeah, and, you know, with that, the NHL is definitely, like, making their way through the playoffs. And the NBA, they've had their fair share of blowouts in the NBA playoffs so far. Um, it's Conference finals have been going on for about a week now. Um, the Heat and Celtics are tied at 2-2, which would make you think that it's been a competitive series, but um, it's been four <laughs> blowouts in four games, basically. The first game between the Heat and Celtics, it was a blow. It was a blowout. Celtics were blowing out the Heat in the first half, and the Heat came back in the second half and blew them out. I mean, the Heat, the Heat have basically won two quarters the entire seat, the entire series, and it is dictated, you know, them winning two games. They won the third quarter of Game One. And they won the first quarter of Game 3. And they won those quarters by such a great margin that it basically guaranteed them the win and without many fanfare. I will say this, Game 3 was pretty interesting. Um, The Celtics mounted a pretty serious comeback, but were unable to finish it off. Um, But as it concerns to last night, it was pretty... It was was a pretty brutal blowout. I mean, it was over by like the first quarter. The Celtics jumped out, and now it's 2-2. Um, on the other side, the Warriors are currently in the midst of going to their sixth NBA Finals in eight years, which is unbelievably impressive. They have a chance to close it out tonight against Dallas. Starts in about an hour and 20 minutes on TNT. Um, and Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, I mean, they started this thing back in 2014-15, and now they're clearly made their mark on the league with what they've been doing. And you can only just 
you know, respect them at this point, right? It's it's unbelievable what they've been doing. Um, but yeah, any any comments on how the NBA playoffs been going? Do you guys agree with what I've been saying with all the blowouts and what you think about you know the overall quality of the playoffs? One hundred percent. Golden State. Oh, sorry. Oh, hey, go, go ahead, Alex. I'll say that Golden State ends it tonight. One of two things were going to happen. I said it last week. Either Dallas makes the series, they they win in seven, or Golden State is going to cruise from start to finish on the win in four. We're seeing the three zero series lead right now for the Warriors. I think they end it tonight versus Dallas. They'll be going. They'll be, excuse me. They'll be going to the finals. But um, for hockey, I tell you, John, John, if if the um, if the Lightning and the Rangers make the Eastern Conference oh, Finals, man. I'm telling you, pal, I'll be in the my, building. You know. We still got to go somehow because I'm willing to do that. And I'll tell you this, um, with the Heat and with the Celtics, you know, the Heat, the Lightning, you know, you know, uh, the Lightning, things like that. I mean, it's remarkable how these teams especially, you know, are doing it. And in that series, you know, with uh, Miami and, uh, you know, the Celtics, I don't know what to expect either night. I'm expecting either Miami to – play a great game they win they you know they uh you expect them to then finish the job or you expect boston to just dominate win by 30 points whatever it is and make it a series again honestly i don't know what to expect the rest of the way it's a best of three i think miami could win i think boston also has a fair chance as well at this point it's it's a coin toss we're either going to see miami go up three two boston tie it up and miami do it again and win seven or we're going to see Boston come alive the rest of the way and finish the job in six or seven. So we could see, you know, that we could see either situation. I don't know exactly what we're going to get. It's very hard to predict this series so far. And it's very hard to tell who's going to win, you know, in game five, game six, game seven, how this really will figure out. Cause you end up going back and forth. Well, Miami showed life. They can finish the job. Well, the Celtics just won by 30 points. They're back in it. Maybe they have a shot. Like you're wrestling back and forth with who's going to win the series, who's going to take momentum, who will have full advantage, and, of course, eventually who could probably play Golden State with, with the way it looks in the West in the uh, the final upcoming. Yeah. Um, Carm, you might have said that. I might have missed it. But who do you have winning? Obviously, the Warriors are probably going to uh, finish off the Mavericks. If it's not tonight, then probably within the next couple of days. But uh, It's who over. Do you, who do you have winning that Heat series, which has just been – all over the place. At first, I had Boston in five. That's not going to happen, obviously. Um, Oz, Jack, honestly, I, part of me still wants to say the Celtics in seven. But at the same time, Miami could get it done in six. Miami could win seven. Like, I can't give you a straight answer. But my gut leans more towards Boston, would especially have they been able to turn things around. How, you know, when they're down, they're able to come back and turn the corner. Uh, part of me is siding towards Boston. At the same time, I could, and again, I can't be exactly, you know, assured of my answer because of how back and forth this series is. But if you want an answer, I'm taking the Celtics in seven games. Definitely respectable. Um, I think either one of those teams would make a really good matchup to the Warriors. I think the Celtics yeah. would be, for an entertainment perspective, be a better matchup um, for Golden State because you got the star Jason Tatum you got a team in the Celtics when healthy is probably the best team out east I think they've shown right. that throughout the entire 
postseason, I mean, beating the teams and players that they have so far, I think the Celtics would be a fantastic matchup. Um, but, you know, only time will tell to see, you know, who comes out of that series. In terms of giving my prediction for it, I think the Celtics ultimately will show that they're the better team. I think game five right. will be massive, as it usually is in these series. I mean, game five is tied 2-2. I believe the statistic is that the seri- the team who wins game five wins wins 80% of the time. Don't quote me oh, on wow. that. I think it's 80% mm. of the time, though. So that, that's you know, a pretty crazy stat right there. Yeah. But then at the same time, um, the Celtics lost game five in a two, two series against the bucks last round and the Celtics. And are they still won standing. seven. So, and also I should add also, uh, the Mavs were down three, two and lost game five to the Suns, And we all saw how that series ended. So, Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was in- Embarrassing. That was absolutely embarrassing for the Phoenix Suns. From 64 wins to a folding like a cheap suit moment right there. I mean, that was just horrible. That was horrible. I can't I mean, even I can't even begin to explain how surprised I was when I saw that coming, but I was definitely happy. It was brutal. It was horrible. I mean, we talked about hot weather and things like that. I mean, Phoenix didn't just fold. They melted. They melted <laughs> completely. And it was just horrible. I mean, you're better off just putting the suit in a shredder, melt it down like ice cream, and call it a day. I mean, it was just horrible how bad they were in that game seven. I've never seen a, a, a team play so badly before in a game seven like Phoenix did. Yeah, it was – I couldn't believe what I was watching, Carm. Like, I, the Mavs just came out with the purpose, and they really showed the potential that they have as a team – overall when they're all playing at their absolute best now golden state is showing inversely that luca's gonna need a second star and i don't care how great luca is like he's going to need a second star to be what he wants to be on the level of the playoffs i think he's showing now that he's a great player and he is capable of leading a team on the to the brink of a championship but with like every single other superstar and great player who has ever existed in the nba you need a Batman. You need someone who could play just as well or better and, you know, really pick up the slack for you and be that second star and have a good role playing or role players, I should say. So, Luca's going to need well, that. Well, well, honestly, you, you, I mean, it looked like, especially during the majority of the playoffs, J- Jalen Brunson could have been that guy. Mm-hmm. This series, he's been absolutely invisible. That's the problem. So, the thing is, you know, Jalen Brunson's probably not your second guy altogether. The question is, with how good they played Dallas up to this point, you know, the question is, are they going to be able to actually attract someone to play with Luka? Can they bring in someone? Again, I'm throwing names out there. Russell Westbrook, like. Oh, please Chris take Paul, him. Take Russell Westbrook. You know, you know, I oh oh for you, of course. But I mean, <laughs> but just in general, in general, can they bring a guy with that caliber, like a Westbrook? You know any star player, you know, that that you can think of a Chris Paul, a Devin Booker, not going to happen in that regard, but any player who can compliment Luka like that, if they can bring someone in like that, that can work out. At the same time, let's say they keep Brunson, that could be a possible big three in itself right there. I really hope that they take that they take Russell Westbrook. We'll give him for free at this point. Like, just take him. Oh, what, oh Westbrook's a clown. I mean, he's horrible. It, I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's. You're just saying that they need that Luca needs him though to uh, succeed as a second star, and you're saying he's horrible. 
Look, that was just me putting out a name there, pal. If Dallas <laughs> wants to go with Westbrook, all the best to them. Russell Westbrook would not be my number one choice. That was just a name I threw out there. At this point, Dallas can take James Harden. I can't stand the guy anymore. I mean, if I'm the Sixers, if they're smart, which they aren't, they would fire Doc <laughs> Rivers, they would uh, get rid of James Harden, and they would make a move for Jalen Brunson. That would be the smartest move they can do this offseason. The Sixers are the Sixers are not that bright, though. That's the problem. Knowing them, they'll keep old man Doc and pay James Harden 60 million bucks. I mean, it's ridiculous. Carm, are you a Sixers I, fan? I, huh? Are you a Sixers fan? I am. I'd rather pay a firecracker $60 million to James Harden right now. <laughs> Alex, you continue to uh, to entertain me with your little anecdotes. Yeah. I, John, what do you expect, pal? I don't know much about basketball or hockey, which is why I haven't really been contributing much in the last few minutes. But uh, just listening to uh, Sorry, you made your worth these in, uh, karmisms. made your worth in the slander uh, co- part of this game. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was, that was John. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I okay. You know, you gotta, you gotta I dumped on Cook Dog a little bit, but the summer in the pools—that was all him. <laughs> not oh, Cook, it's Cook Douglas. Not to be confused with our our very own Snoop Dog. There was no Snoop Dog <laughs> no, slander oh in this no, building. No, no. Snoop Dog. Oh my goodness. Oh, you know, I'll tell you. This I, I wouldn't Snoop dare Dug. profane such a thing. Snoop Dog. It's a shame we're losing Doug. Doug's yeah. a great guy. Doug's incredible. It really is good. he in Ellis still in Israel? Are, are they still over there? Yeah, so. they're there for another, uh, I think another four or five days. Oh, wow. Good I for them. Go I mean, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, they went on a 10-day trip, I mean, so a couple more days. Doug is a class act. Now, <laughs> Doug is a Nets fan. That misery must be really painful. I don't know why he's a Nets fan, but somehow he is. The point is with Doug, Snoop Doug is a great guy. Now, yeah, I'll take Snoop Dogg over Snoop Dogg any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I'm just going to pivot away from basketball and hockey just in the last few minutes. I want to get your takes on this, guys. Um, Roger Goodell, the NFL's oh, please. beloved commissioner. I know what you're going to say. You do know what I'm going to say. Sorry. Has said that they have determined, I don't know what took them so freaking long, that the Pro Bowl sucks. And they are considering doing away with the actual game and just maybe keeping the activities. What's your take on that? They had to do it because the Pro Bowl. Look, the pro football is not like basketball. Like you cannot play an All Star game for football because no. it's way too violent and it's yeah. way too the the risk involved. Is way right. Too no, and nobody was trying. In the my favorite Pro Bowl moment ever was about six eight years ago maybe. Um, the first penalty of the game came with 25 seconds left in the first half, and Ed Hockley, when he announced the penalty, went, "Yes, there are penalties in the Pro Bowl." Oh my goodness! <laughs> my first instinct, because I I am just like I'm just starting to get into football. Okay. My roommate's a huge football fan, and I do I do I am starting to like it. I did watch the Pro Bowl like one like one quarter with him. Why? Just because he had it on, and uh, my first instinct is that's why like, does sorry. <laughs> No, keep going. Keep going. I'm gonna put on the Ed Hockley clip. Um, but John, sorry, I had. To, no, that's I, right. Thank, thank you. I, well, no, there's a, there's an auto, there's a, a good old ad. So just gotta. He get um. That. My first instinct was when they is when they is uh when you said they're gonna scrap the Pro Bowl is uncommon Roger Goodell W. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yes. Because like. It's you know same thing with basketball, or hockey, or football. You can't really. I mean, hockey you kind of can have an all-star okay, game. Okay, there are. But the there events are, are cooler than that. Three game. things that most NFL fans can agree on hating, mm-hmm. or four I'll say: the Patriots, sure. the Cowboys, 
No. Tom, Tom Brady. I'm saying most. Patriots, <laughs> Cowboys, Tom Brady, Roger Goodell in no particular yeah, order. No, Goodell's first. I agree with two of those four things. I love the Patriots. I love Tom Brady. I can't oh. stand the Cowboys. They were a joke. Roger Goodell needs to go. 2014? 2013. So. 2013 Pro Bowl. Just Google Ed Hockley Pro Bowl 2013. You'll find it. I think, although, Look, not the, those are, that's not Goodell. even in the top two best, uh, that's not even the best penalty call in NFL history. The buff fumble. It's got to be first. No, right? that's not, there was no penalty oh, on that play. No, it? the best penalty call oh, was, this is going back a long time, Marty Lyons sacked the quarterback, Marty Lyons of the Jets sacked the quarterback and started literally punching him in the face, and they call ah. unnecessary roughness, of course, and he goes, after he had the quarterback down, he was getting him the business down there, <laughs> and it's just, it is the greatest penalty call in NFL history. <laughs> Oh, look, man. with Roger Goodell, look, he has been awful. He's brutal. He should just go away forever and not talk again. I, no, you should, seriously. Uh, the point is with him. He should be a man Roger for Goodell actually made a good move. Four score and seven years later, the world really has turned upside down. Roger Goodell did something productive. That's very shocking. It really is. But, um, look, the Pro Bowl, it's a joke. The Pro Bowl is a game where, you know, again, people are not trying. It's it's two-hand touch. It's flag football, whatever it is. And honestly, like, I, I've never in, in my life have sat down to watch a full program. I bet, you know, a uh, uh, pro game. I never watched the pro game. I never even watched the events, to be honest with you. Like, okay, it, it happened. It took place. Whatever. Let's move on with our lives. That's really how it is. I mean, I mean, I don't care that much for it. And yes, it's like two weeks before the Super Bowl or one week before the Super Bowl, guaranteed. But we're all ready for the Super Bowl. We all are, are ready for that. I'd rather have the Super Bowl moved up a week earlier than have to wait two weeks after those championship games. You know, wait for time to kill with with, with a silly Pro Bowl game, and then wait another week for the biggest game of the year. So honestly, if you want to just move, you know, the Super Bowl one week earlier and not make folks wait that two two week period, that would make it even better by getting rid of this Pro Bowl. Yeah, and especially now that you extended the regular season, that would actually bring the Super Bowl back to where to the week it's been at, which uh, where it wasn't before they expanded the regular season. Yeah, which the seventeenth no, game is still yeah, silly. Yeah, you're right. And look, I and mean, you had a problem with like look. New Orleans, who said. We can't host the Super Bowl if you move it back a week because Mardi Gras. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, oh, oh! Well, hey, you know, on uh, on Bourbon Street, it gets uh, it's something during Mardi Gras. I'll tell you that for sure. But uh, <laughs> that's on know, my bucket list. Yeah, that that's Mardi Gras. Yeah, no Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Gras. Okay, and John, would you go to this in July or December? Or <laughs> Well, Mardi Gras is in February, so but it's also in New Orleans, so yeah, it could be true. like okay, fine, July in Florida. <laughs> that that is that is true. That humid. John, Gulf John, if if there. you go to New Orleans, just don't wear a coat, okay? Don't yeah, don't you, wear you, a parka or a coat or anything like that. You you got okay? it, pal. How about this? You'll come with me, and we'll get uh we'll have a uh, a fun time. Sure, we'll do that. You're we'll in, you're, in, you're in charge of my uh, my wardrobe, though. <laughs> huh? 
you, you say? You're in charge of my, of my wardrobe. You gotta like buy me clothes. And, like, John's gonna like, pull up the Mardi Gras with the Rangers jersey and match exactly how you are. 100. This is the John uniform. And the boots. The boots. I'm not taking a look. Boots, skinny jeans, the whole the whole look. This is the John uniform. And he's gonna make conversation by slandering pools. In 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 February in New Orleans. It's like, yeah, I hate pool. Well, yeah. I mean, and he's going to be. Uh, as long as we don't see Zion eat, eat a whole taco, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> John's going to go up to someone in New Orleans. Player, John's huh? going to go up to someone in New Orleans and say, like, hey, what's your name? Oh, my name's John. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Uh, what's the. If you yeah, order what, a pool, I will hunt you what down. Do you, what, yeah, what, what do you. What do you do? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell you something. If Never you buy- so much as think about ordering a pool, I will send it to your house with no bolts. Oh. Are we talking like in-ground pools or like all pools, all of them, all of them? Not like okay. So let me just let me clear the air. Not billiards, like not not billiards, not like billiards. this a swimming pool. Swimming pool. You would not believe how many people ask like get them confused. Like yeah, we're gonna pool factor. Oh, you make like cues and and and. <laughs> And pool balls like billiards, yeah, billiards. There's billiards. an I in there. It's pronounced billiards. Billiards, like, the, like the, the yes, game. yeah, not game. that. I built yeah, yeah, yeah. You would not believe the people like you got it confused. Like, no, I don't build cues. <laughs> you, you schmuck. Uh, yeah. So it's all pools, above ground pools, in ground pools, pool supplies. You want it for a pool? We got it. <laughs> Champion you know, pools. John, I was looking at, I was actually thinking about getting a pool now, so uh, I'm not building it. <laughs> You're not building it? Mm. You'll build it. My house oh. used to have an in ground pool, but the old owners filled it in years ago. Good. <laughs> Bury that junk. That so, rubbish. Basketball court or pool? Basketball court. No basketball court. Yeah. Okay. okay, is it an in ground pool or above ground pool? Which one's worse? <clears throat> above ground pool. Above? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? It's a pain in the uh, you know Glutamus what? Maximus the build. <laughs> Good catch, John. <laughs> you know, I heard. Remember, I think Carm, Carm, you said you said you didn't. Pool, right? Carm, you didn't see his face as he was trying to think of a of a uh, radio safe word right there. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, oh my goodness! Look, look! I mean, oh please! Oh, oh. my goodness, John, John, Alex, just do me a favor. You got it. If you send me a pool. Or you send me any of that stuff, just keep it for yourself. Don't send me any pool that's broken or destroyed or any of that, or I'm going to come over there and take care of business. <laughs> well, oh, my goodness. That ends the... Wait, I have one thing before he, we go. Okay, Mo has one thing. This is from uh, the last time I did a, an episode of Crew with John. Mm-hmm. I don't think John knows this exists, but I'm going to try to cue it up here real quick. I'm nervous. You, you should got, be. You're running on short time, So. Mo. Uh, is this gonna work? I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, but uh, no, this isn't gonna work. Sorry. All right. Well, we'll say that for another time when Mo can get it to work. But that ends the worst day in the history of pools when it relates to WRSU eighty-eight point seven FM. I guarantee you. Nice work, you, John. I guarantee you, when you turn on the crew, you didn't think you would have a burning hatred for pools at the end of the uh, <laughs> end of the day. But uh, that's what it was. We had a fun time here on the crew. Alex joining us on Zoom. John and Mo, myself here. In the studio, um, that was the Tuesday crew. If you missed anything that we had today, 